Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. And we might get through tonight's episode. I can't be totally certain about that. I can't be 100% confident that it won't be canceled by the time that we get to the midway point. Right now, we've got four people eligible. That's enough. Um, we can get down to three, but after that, we lose quorum. Can't do it. This is this is what's happening on the full cast. And it's what's happening pretty much everywhere in college football. Because... We tried to play football in the middle of a pandemic. And hey, when you do that, you're going to get some cancellations. Because people can't make 56 people on the roster. Jason, we have cancellations. How many cancellations do we have in the SEC alone? A few. Uh, the SEC alone just this week? Just this week. Uh, is it? Oh, let's see. Uh, well, there it were... looks like we're hovering around four so far. Mm-hmm. We were... We started with full inventory of seven games, seven conference games in the SEC, and we are now down to three. Well, how uh, is that see. true? Is that I, I, I think one of them, you have South Carolina Ole Miss as canceled on here. Did that get canceled? Did you did you cancel that one, Spencer? Oh, I wow. canceled that one. Breaking news. All right. He's seen enough. Haven't we? Haven't we? Because um, the other one that you don't have on this list, you have Alabama LSU. That has indeed been postponed. Yeah. You have Texas A&M Tennessee also postponed. And you have um, Auburn Mississippi State also postponed. The other one that is rumoredly tilting uh, is Vanderbilt Kentucky. What will we do without Vanderbilt Kentucky? I am doing this thing where I... I have heard that both of these schools are having trouble making roster with COVID numbers. Are they doing some kind of chicken game where they're waiting to see if the other one cancels first so they don't have to be responsible for it? I don't think that's a concern for Vandy anymore. Vandy has already canceled outright a couple. Vandy has... I don't actually think that's what they're doing. It was a joke. I, I, I don't even know if I'm joking. Like... Would Vanderbilt, like, why does Vanderbilt not cancel every game at this point? 
So if um, so, if all those cancellations go through, the SEC would be left with uh, Georgia-Mizzou conference staple, longtime rivalry. The people need it, and Arkansas-Florida, another storied, important game. A game that even it looks like it's going to happen. It is Tuesday night, so who's who's to say what will transpire? Uh, but will not happen with Sam Pittman in attendance because he tested positive for COVID and is uh, has to sit out. So the only um, untainted game at this point would be Georgia Mizzou. I if, think, it, it, assuming assuming our early call for South Carolina Ole Miss goes through. I think I that is correct. Pandemic, I guess. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> It's still going to have a lot of Mizzou on it. Oh, there'll be, well, I mean, Georgia, you got two losses too. You're not innocent here. <laughs> that's, man, that's so, that that you're coming in and you go, well, Mizzou's got three losses, but Georgia has two. If I mean, I Georgia, you, you're you're carrying your weight here. Like, <laughs> I If Vandy, Kentucky, Vandy, Kentucky, somebody, somebody on the Discord suggested that this be moved to the 330 slot for CBS, that Vandy, Kentucky be that game. <laughs> Gary Danielson would be so unhappy. <laughs> so has Vandy ever been the CBS game? I think they got. I think maybe one. Do you remember that one year where they like started four and zero, and they were like, "We want Bama," and then they got Bama and they got killed. I don't know if that was a. I'm I don't just think, gonna. I'm just gonna scroll through their schedules. I don't think that I was a CB. It. I don't think that was a CBS game. I do want. Oh, it was. Oh, it look was. At look at your oh, boy. Yeah, look at you. Alabama fifty nine, Vandy zero on yes. CBS. Just three scant years ago. Yes, that's right. That's uh, right. This was Vandy coming in hot off of a fourteen seven win over K State, <laughs> and then Vandy <laughs> lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their next eight games. <sighs> yeah. Cool. So, Vandy's back. And then, in a sense, that is technically true. Yeah. And Vandy continues to field a football team is kind of the more accurate way to say that. <laughs> uh, so, the ACC, uh, six games as of recording, nearly a full slate. AAC, Memphis Navy postponed. Um, Big 12, going Big 12 for two games, two games still two holding. Games. Yeah, we got this is uh, the way to do it. Promise little and deliver little. It's butt week. Baylor, Baylor University, Texas Tech. Love a good butt week. Butt week. Yep. Not the first uh, time those two schools have had threatened to cancel a butt game because of disease. <laughs> wow. <sighs> we have fun. Big Ten and CUSA, nothing canceled. The Mac's going to be done before the. Before the uh, inspectors even get there. To be clear, that disease is hoof and mouth disease. Oh, right. Sure. Um, we, we, just, we just let that roll through the boys. Makes them stronger. And Cal, Arizona State is still on the schedule. That is a road game, I guess, because am I, I have not followed this super closely, so maybe one of y'all can help me. Cal Athletics is, like, maybe going to go to war against like the Berkeley health department. Is that right? Literally against science. Okay. Yeah. But, and not just, if I had to say, if you got a bow up against any public health department and I had to just blind draft the team, I did not want to face. It would be the Berkeley, California health department. Maybe the New York public health department would be a close number two on that or San Francisco, but, but But Berkeley right there. I mean, you the New York Health Department. Look at look at the look at the ball they dropped with all those ghosts that needed busting. Where were they? Nowhere. You know they didn't have data, Ryan. I'm going to defend them. Walter Peck didn't need data. He just went and shut down the Ghostbusters containment unit. Walter Peck's not a man of science. It's a bureaucrat. He, he okay? works for the EPA. Ryan, Ryan, the ghosts were in good shape. They were doing their job fine. Okay. The ghosts were the ghosts were healthy. The ghosts listen. The ghost wanted to haunt, and I think we should respect that, okay? Sure. Let the ghost haunt. It's good exercise. Yep. They were, I'm sorry, they were free range, and they were there before us. So wow. we should have left them there, in And my they opinion. will definitely be either here after us. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, I don't think I want anything to do with the Berkeley Department of Public Health in a tussle, because I know Cal is playing football 
Uh, maybe not in spite or explicitly against the... No, they're, they're doing it against the explicit suggestions of the Berkeley Public Health Department. And this is where... This is where, remember, we talked about COVID saying, oh, yeah, man, there's like 800 factors you haven't even thought of. One of them is that yeah, football isn't a government. You've had to explain this to <laughs> You've had to explain this to a lot of people that football's not a layer of government. Like, well, there's the executive, the legislative, the judicial, and the football. And so, special teams. Special teams. Special, right. te- special teams. Here in Alabama, we don't have that branch. We got the three phases of government. We're gonna win all three of them. Yeah, there's not. There's not a football division of government. It's not like Justin Wilcox is an elected official who can go and say, but hey. Tom, but Tom Osborne was. Take that, mm. lib. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville is. Tommy Tuberville is. Fuck. Yeah. That's true. That's, Bad mood now. All He's going to leave for the XFL within like three months. Tommy, Tommy Tuberville just goes and joins the Mexican Congress. Senador! No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. No, he I wouldn't. I don't think that's the uh, direction he would choose. No. I don't think he would find a warm welcome. Yeah. What if he just moved over a state? He's done that before. Don't come our way. Oh, you mean how he moved over from Florida, where he lives, to Alabama to run for Senate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe just sliding on over from from, from Old Miss to... To Auburn, so, like you did. So is he going to Bermuda now? I'm I'm confused. Where is he going? I know you gotta Cuba? find some. You gotta find some place. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> Although that'd be quite the heel turn if he were like Viva Che. I would love to hear Tommy Tuberville speak Spanish. Wow. Man, I can't even make a good Peggy Hill joke about it because I don't want to sully her name. Well, and Rick Scott sort of like lived that dream for God us too. Damn, so. did he ever? <laughs> <laughs> El Telefono Partido. I've El- never actually seen someone attempt Spanish in real life do that badly and not look embarrassed. No, because that was the best part. He thought he was killing it. Yes. El Partido Democratico. <laughs> Amigos. Didn't he use the version that means like soccer team? It means like yeah. game. Like yeah. not political party? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, like Rick Scott, I haven't taken Spanish since 2003. <laughs> and okay. you committed a bunch unlike of Medicare Rick, fraud. I was going to say, unlike Rick Scott, I am not attempting to public speak in Spanish out of respect for this beautiful language and its peoples. I, uh, El Medicare fraud so The night is done. Um, I, I have no idea, by the way, like where that ends like this cal just does cal have to do this do they have to become like the bandito team that only plays at other venues other than their home field well you know you know why they're called circuit courts right why they're called circuit court judges because they used to ride around right because yeah they used to like if you because they played pickup basketball it, it was because they were all um it was because they were all robots johnny fives and they were they were mm-hmm. alive um mm-hmm. no they used to like if you look at they a map were until of until the uprising, that's right, uh, led by Steve Gutenberg. If you look at a map of the U.S. Um, the U.S. districts, the 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 circuits rather, yeah, the the back in the old day, you would ride around on a horse and hear all these cases and shit. So you're suggesting that they could be like the old timey circuit judge of college football, although that feels like that's already Central Arkansas's role in some way. So to two suggestions on this one if i met if i had a big case a big federal case and i came up the circuit court judge was johnny five yeah i'd feel i feel pretty bad about my chances what if you got to meet ali sheedy though that'd be fun that'd be fun but they're still dropping the he's still dropping the courthouse on me right the other why what what did you do to robots what did you do to the robot johnny five and johnny five is not a particularly malicious robot only if you're an asshole are Are you you thinking of the terminator no, that's where that's where I think you're wrong. I think Johnny Five would. Sim- I think Johnny Five's hiding, right? Like I knew of a federal judge who wore Santa suit the day, the last day before uh, Christmas break in his court. And when asked, "Were you more lenient that day while wearing the Santa suit?" He said, "No, no, no, man, hang him high." 
I, I was I was putting people away that day, but uh, in, in the Santa suit. So I think the Johnny Five thing is a cover. I think he's probably a malicious judge. And I will also this is the second part of this. I know that many judges pack heat underneath the robe just in case things go sideways. And I just the idea of Johnny Five with the D Eagle strapped beneath the robes. It's an intimidating thought for me. So, so to be clear, you don't want to draw Johnny Five as your assigned appellate judge no. because of the imagined Johnny Five that you have created, who is like I very, all... very mean and, and wielding a gun. So no, basically, think, I, Jason I was he's... right. You're thinking of the Terminator. No, he's real nice up until sentencing. You think everything's going great. That's RoboCop then. Yeah, no, but RoboCop's not nice. Sure he is. He says, wow. have, have a nice day. Spencer, this do is... you think all 80s robots run on the same programming? Oh, yeah. Listen, these are these are constitutional originalists in that they all run on Fortran. So this is all, like, every it's all MS-DOS. Every single 80s robot is exactly the same. Oh, yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm getting, like, like 20 to life.exe. What about 90s robots? What about Cletus the football robot? They all run on Windows, so maybe they'll just blue screen of death and I could get out of there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, yeah. Ho- Holly, how do you think this college football podcast is going? I'm so tired and I want to kill so many people. <laughs> Why? Nothing. No, no. We're good. Cool. Hey, Jason, you got a game you want to preview this week? Penn State, Nebraska. God, what's wrong with you? I know. What's wrong I know, with me? I, I'm not I, the one who's 0-3. I'm not the one who started number 8 and is on the verge of 0-4. I'm not the one who spent all summer begging for football and is now on the verge of 0-3. I I'm not agree. the one with problems here. It's Penn State who has problems, and it's Nebraska who has problems. One of them was about to have really fucking big problems. <laughs> You're selecting this game makes me agree with Holly. I am also very tired and want to kill <laughs> I mean, I think this is the sickos game of the year so this far. This is the sickos game of the year. If it managed to break Ryan in the name of picking a bad game to watch this week, Ryan, this is your medier. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. Ryan's got like Illinois Rutgers holstered and ready to go. He's no. got some kind of football biohazard on deck, and I you mean, said something that appalled even him. I mean, Illinois UMass, Rutgers UMass teams in that game have so. a win. Yeah. That does not apply here in Penn State, Nebraska. No, this is, I mean, I reserve judgment as to whether, I'm not going to necessarily agree that this is the sicko game of the year. It's definitely of the week. Uh, there, There is no doubt about that. I mean, just imagine the anguish, the howling, whoever loses this game. It's on at noon, nothing particularly better going on. Um, I mean, our Hoosiers... Have is a, it the have, big? Have a is it the big division game? game? And yet, uh, so the big, <laughs> big, the big noon game is uh, TCU wow. West Virginia. No, okay. thank you. Give me little. No- so Penn State Nebraska, you've been bumped by TCU West Virginia. That's how far you've fallen. I also, I really, I wish I'd had the time to look this up. The last time a top ten team started zero and zero and three and or zero and four, which obviously part of the fluke there is. Penn State, uh, you know, the schedule being canceled and all that. Um, and I cannot recall who they were originally going to play. But, yeah, going from number 8 to 0-4, boy, that would that would suck. Not for us. Yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not my problem. But Penn I State, mean, you're favored by three and a half. <laughs> at least they didn't get housed by, like, Maryland. Hmm. Well, about mm. that mm. they got their ass whooped by Maryland is the thing. No, they <laughs> they got, didn't just lose to Maryland. <laughs> they, they got drugged. They looked. Yeah. They looked like the Maryland of the Penn State Maryland series. The immortal, the rivalry that never dies, where Maryland Which, has won four games out of thirty-nine. One in a row. Like what one in a row is enough? Make t-shirts about it. Call it the splotch. The sp- <laughs> Not a the splotch was good. The, the aberration was good. The just one a, red l- line on the wiki page. Yeah, yeah. Just a crab holding an ink blotter, going, "Gotcha." <laughs> the splotch. Combo breaker. <laughs> the anomaly. 
Yeah, that would be, you know, I'm really glad Maryland doesn't do this, but for humor's sake, the idea of them taking a page out of the Detroit Red Wings playbook and throwing crabs onto the field anytime anything good happened would be astonishing. Especially Every first they time. were smaller and alive. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> fist. Like, I don't want something that lands and cracks. I want something you have to chase. Yeah. Nano crabs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you, Jason. Yes. Jason, what Precisely. is... Wh- who is the um who who will melt harder if they lose this game oh, i man, don't know that's the beauty of it i mean so nebraska after this you got illinois at iowa at purdue minnesota uh, you you can beat illinois you know so you <laughs> so you get a win this year um <laughs> I mean, beyond that, who could predict? Penn State. Na- narrator's voice. They did not beat Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State, it's a little bit rougher. You got Iowa. Uh, you got to go to Michigan, an equally desperate Michigan. You got to face Rutgers. They've won a game, unlike you. Uh, and then Penn State, Michigan State at the very end, which could be for last place in the Big Ten East. Jesus, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know which is worse here. I'm gonna, I'll go with Penn State started with outside national title aspirations. Sure. Right? Get past Ohio State and you're in the playoff. Whereas yeah. Nebraska, you're the whole reason we're in this fucking mess. Yeah. But at least we got football, baby. But, but at least it's our mess. I will say, I will say, it, I think it's Penn State because if Nebraska loses, there's still enough, I think rough rationality there to be like we lost to a better team sure yeah. but if, sure. if penn state loses to nebraska if they have to start the year and be like yep we have four losses <laughs> one of them's to ohio state and that one's fine and the others are to indiana maryland and nebraska like that's some pull the pull your like throw your playstation against the wall i guess and go home the other thing here is um nebraska if you lose then what do you say Fuck you. Hit me again. Give me Illinois. Right. Fuck you. All I came here to do was play football, not win football. You know? Like, all Nebraska wants to do is play football. If they go 0-8, so what? Fuck you. Penn State, <laughs> you, you you actually planned to win most of these games. Sure. And you're on the verge of being DQ'd from that. So, yeah, it's Penn State. It's Penn State. Okay. Like, Nebraska's happy no matter what. Yeah, at this point, Nebraska has hit the point where they have hit rock bottom and are sliding sideways. Penn State might be like, is this it? Nope, nope, we're going lower. <laughs> going lower. There it is. Oh, like, why are there so many sub basements? God damn it. <laughs> they're they're the guy they're they're the guy in the gag who's continuing to fall through each floor of the building yeah. and has not stopped yet. Like, oh, that's interesting. I just went through a restaurant. Hey, look, retail store. Oh, an apartment. Hey folks. Mm-hmm. Like they're just going down and they haven't hit the floor that's going to stop them yet. Meanwhile, Nebraska, they're like, this basement's fine. I'm going to fight my way out of it. Yeah, I'll fuck you. We'll stay down here. Whereas yeah, Penn State, it's like, it's nice. Penn State, you're, you're at least 30 seconds into the hot rod mountain fall. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're at the point where it's like, oh, they went for drag it out so long that it stops being funny and then it's funny again. And then it, it, it makes another lap around that continuum. So, yeah. We got some tumbling. Um, I would also... The, gate, the team that Penn State has to face after Nebraska is Iowa. They don't have to. I think they have to. You can just say no. Is that a thing we could do now? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I decline. You I can mean, decline a bowl game. Why can't you decline a conference game? I mean, if you, you simply don't show up, it's not like yeah. they have like teleportation devices. What if they just told them, I don't really like those guys. I'm not feeling it. Not like we're not afraid. You know, we're completely willing to play football with you. It's just that you're kind of dicks. Like, what what would happen? The Big Ten would say, okay, Penn State forfeits. Penn State would be like, cool. Like, thank you for the Saturday where we can, like, have a few hours to do some fun stuff and not lose a football game. (laughs) Iowa would get a win. Iowa would get a what? What do you get in a forfeit? It's like 2-0. Yeah, I think it's like Iowa would get the platonic ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have to play. Perfect game. By the way, week past that is at Michigan in a game that I guarantee you will leave absolutely no one involved happy in any way. There's a lot of talk about Penn State football and like 
Yeah, I oh. kind of want to take this game out and shoot it, because all I hear is a bunch of old yellers. <laughs> That's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. I, I was going to say Boston College, Notre Dame, because I don't think Notre Dame's going to put together that same game two games in a row, because they really played a beautiful game against Clemson, a Clemson team that I still think is probably better on paper, especially if they have Trevor Lawrence as starter, which they don't because he came up with the COVID. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they play that game two games in a row, and though I don't necessarily think they'll lose, I, I do think this is a Boston College team that we've seen can come out hard swinging in the first two quarters. They might run out of snaps. They might run out of stars. They might run out of talent, right? At one point, the differential will cave in on them. It's just kind of a matter of, well, can they get a big enough lead to make it interesting before that happens? And uh, the answer so far is yeah, because they've already done that to Clemson. Yeah. Okay. I don't Boston know. I don't, I, played eight, eight games. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't, like, maybe Notre Dame has a turd in them to drop. It what? does not feel what? like it will. You heard me. <laughs> you heard what I said. <laughs> Ryan said a curse. <laughs> I said a cuss. I said a poop word. Like, <clears throat> if I'm looking at the games that are left, and geez, like, there's not a lot of choices left because they're not going to lose to Syracuse. That's just like makes no sense. I don't think they'll lose to Wake Forest, although I would be lying if I said that I had watched a single second of Wake Forest football this year. So maybe. Um, UNC seems more probable than Boston College if they're going to lose. Yeah, like shootout. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's UNC is in a different stage as a team than Boston College is right now. They're in a different stage. Doesn't mean that you know, especially like we don't, we don't necessarily know what the roster will be looking like by then. Sure, that's another thing that's messing all of this up, right? I could see the weight game being stupid. I don't know about uh, an upset, but the weight game could definitely get stupid because Wake Forest has an innate talent as a team in the Dave Clawson era for making games wilder and stupider than they had any reason to be. It's really wild that like. Notre Dame normally exists in this world where they say, and they are largely right, that, like, look at this schedule that we play. Look at this, like, amazing, you know, circus that we that we put together for you. I'm so glad play... you said circus because now I get to say, look at them clams. <laughs> we're going to play Stanford and we're going to play USC and maybe we're going to play Michigan and blah, 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 blah. And now to... Coming off like a huge win for the program to have to be like, it's Boston College, UNC, Syracuse, Wake. Like, this yeah. is very much, you are, you are, I guess, kudos to Notre Dame. You are living ACC life hardcore. I hope they win the national title because that would be the <laughs> dumbest possible result to the season is. Hey, we spent decades crying about Notre Dame playing a difficult schedule that doesn't have every team on its schedule wearing the same jersey patch. Well, now we have that. Guess what? We gave them an easy schedule. Nice. But somehow it's validated because they are in standings now. So, yeah, at least to the playoff. Let's get Notre Dame into the playoff. Um, Notre Dame and Clemson into the playoff. If, if Notre Dame... That feels funny. If Notre Dame runs the table and wins the national championship... Do you think that changes their perspective on conference membership? I hope not. I hope they retire with the belt and just go directly back to independence. Because it would be it would be very funny if they won the national if they went undefeated, won the national title, go back to being an independent next year, seven and five. Year after that, eight and four. (laughs) And then just like and then they say they say, Hey ACC, actually we uh We, 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 we do want to join after. Oh, God. <clears throat> Feeling kind of sick. Maybe we should do another temporary season. What do you guys think? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Gosh, we sure do miss it. you guys. <laughs> Ooh. The Abigail Adams of Independence. I got a, I got a fever of 98.9. I run cold normally, so that's very high for me. I think we should just go ahead and sneak us back in. <laughs> I got a how, fever of 7 and 5. How infuriating would it be for Notre Dame to do that? 
for Virginia Tech of Miami, who since joining the conference oh, God. haven't really come oh, close God. to sniffing a national title. <laughs> for Notre Dame to wing in in year one and be like, what, y- y'all act like this is hard. Wow. We just picked one up, man. <laughs> Beat Clemson. You know, got the conference title, got the national title. Yeah, es- light Especially work. because light work. In, in this in this example, they're beating Clemson twice. Mm-hmm. At least once. I mean, I, I like, could the ACC be a two-bid league? Oh, yeah. Not I'm, a, a, I'm assuming I'm assuming they run the table. I'm, ass- I'm talking about the world where they run the table and do this. Okay. Just strolling through here like L. Woods. What, like it's hard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legally bland. <laughs> I went you to Harvard spell, football. You can't spell blonde without ND. <laughs> and blow, bro. Right? <laughs> Up top. That's the that's the University of Miami part. That's, yeah, that's the Miami. I had to get them in there. Shouts out. I don't know if you saw, by the way, in the middle of a tropical storm with flooding in Miami, somebody put a Lambo through like three feet of water in Miami. Was it Batman? Uh, Miami Batman. He's a little different. He doesn't wear a shirt, <laughs> but a he mask. Yeah, his identity <laughs> but he has a is mask. concealed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, his his identity is concealed. But you know, I know a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy. I think there's a lot of getting in fight and tearing off the mask. Like you don't fucking know me, bro. You know? <laughs> Miami Batman's been knocked out by Kane's players at least three times in the last ten years, and you know South Beach in fights. But it was fun. But it was for fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how he stays in shape. It is, yeah. I fight. I fight. Uh, sometimes I go up and fight F A F I U, and sometimes F A U. I hit all the. I hit all the letters. You know. I think Miami Batman fights crime by day because you know, you know, it's got a night party. Before. That's right. Yeah. So Miami Batman is out there in one hundred and five degree weather, <laughs> <laughs> sweating his ass off. That that makes. By the way, that makes Miami Batman a Miami Goth, the most committed Goths in the world. <laughs> Miami Goths. <laughs> Because not only are they hot weather goths, they're Miami goths. So yeah. it's like 9,000 degrees and you're out there wearing like black PVC pants and an overcoat. No, I'm not hot. It's fine. It's <laughs> are fine. you lonely? Yeah, pretty lonely. So, so we lonely. need to pair the Miami goth with the Midwestern shorts guy. <laughs> you, you, just, just, you just organized a dating site. Congrats. Or a mole <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds, sounds like Harmer's only. That's Wisconsin, Miami, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, I guess we've already done this. We've done that. Yeah. <sighs> how'd, it, how'd it go? Someone got shorts. Smashed. Good for the shorts guys. Yeah. Good for the shorts guys. <laughs> Went down there and hung out with them. But great bunch of guys. Shorts guys at night. Sailors delight. Yeah. Oh, that that Batman. Great guy. Bat Batman. Yep, man. Bit of a lightweight, though. I tell you, I didn't believe in global warming till I felt <laughs> seventy-six degree temperatures. That was incredible. He said the bat cave kept flooding. I'm like, it's Florida, bro. You figured it out. You gotta get a sump pump. You built a lair in limestone. <laughs> Jeez, people don't know geology. Um, we have a reader question. Our one reader question for tonight. We always select just one for our mailbag episode. Can I do a runner-up? I would love for you to do a just runner-up. Just for tonight? Yes, for tonight. Because we had one reader ask whether we had any schools that we would either want to take football away from them if they're playing it right now, or if we would want to give football to a school that didn't have it right now. And there is a school that I would like to give football right now. And that school is Michigan. Thank you. I will not be taking questions. (laughs) Moving on. He did ask. Wow. Wow. I have a servant's heart and I won't apologize for it. Yeah, it's it's one of the servants who stabs you in your sleep. (laughs) On toast. Can I say the one I would want to give it to the University of Mexico, Mexico City? Because that would be the most amazing game day environment all of college football instantly if they played in Estadio Azteca. Yeah. Like, you think going to LSU something. No, you're like, they're throwing bottles of piss at us. We get it. You did study abroad. Yeah. 
Nah, That's, he just he just had a lot of bottles of piss thrown at him. I, yeah, I did. I've I, unfortunately I've watched the United States men's national team go down there and lose seven zero a bunch of times while getting bottles of piss thrown at them. The inferior the inferior national soccer team of the two we have. Oh shit! Oh wow! Damn. Well, Spencer said it, so I, I know. know that 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 closely debated question. Yeah. Finally, we have an answer. Finally, oh, uh, uh, a big decision coming in. Let's go to Kornacki at the big. Oh, yep, we're calling the race for the U.S. Women's National Team. I'm willing to do it. I'll get out there. You You brave, brave boy. No, there's, there's. I mean, that looks like a pretty sturdy limb, but we may want to move something under him that's soft. Is it over water? Because he can't swim. Mm, I heard that about him. Plenty buoyant though. Like float. No. No, you don't. <laughs> I all float down here. Menos tu, Bargorda. Menos tu, Bargorda. <laughs> Hear that, Rick Scott? You bitch. <laughs> Elfrado de Medicaro. Not guilty o. Not guilty o. That's all you need to know. I just hope the El Blubito guy saw that. <laughs> El Blubito. The um the school in Mexico, of course, their mascot is the Pumas, and they appeared in the 1945 Sun Bowl, where they were uh, they did not fare so well against Southwestern University, but I think deserve a second chance, frankly. Yeah, I think we can make this happen. Yeah, let's bring it back in. Um, the other question we were going to ask comes from Jordan Bellant, and he asks via Twitter, saying, "What's one college football or Jason story?" Y'all wish would have happened during your time covering the sport. And I have an answer. It's not a huge one. You expect, like, oh, maybe some gigantic scandal. And I'm like, well, kind of. Tail end of Florida State being good featured a player uh, who was colorful, to say the least, um, in the year 2000, coming off an excellent season at Florida State Seminoles had a kicker by the name of Sebastian Janikowski. Might be more familiar to you as the kicker for the Oakland Raiders. Rather stocky Polish fella. Um, Sebastian Janikowski basically got arrested for a bunch of uh, drug and alcohol-related things. Mostly alcohol. He'd only been speaking English for six years. And on January 23rd, 2000, this appeared in the Tallahassee Democrats, uh, annals, Florida State's football hero, bad boy, Sebastian Janikowski, hit both ends of the spectrum this weekend, lauded with teammates during a national championship celebration Saturday afternoon and honored as a special team's most valuable player to f- at a football banquet that night. He was then arrested in the early morning hours Sunday, charged with a felony count of, and I have never heard of another college football player being charged with this, bribery. Not Ryan Paralew? No, no. That was racketeering. Impossible involvement with counterfeiting. Paralew, I, I don't think they threw bribery on that pile. An off-duty police officer arrested Aaron Silverman, 26, described as Janikowski's roommate outside a downtown night spot at 2.45 a.m. for trespassing. Tallahassee PD then said Florida State's kicker was arrested after he dropped $100 bills into an officer's lap asking him to let my friend go and forget about the whole thing. Like, in plain sight of everyone, Florida State's kicker. Not their running back, not their star quarterback, not their star linebacker, not their star defensive end. Nope. Not a wide receiver, not a tight end. Their kicker, at the peak of Florida State's powers, thought he could just drop $100 bills in a cop slap and be like, we're cool? Was he wrong? He, I wasn't there. The funny thing is, he wasn't really wrong. June thirteenth, two thousand, Dateline, Tallahassee. There we go. Former FSU kicker Sebastian Janikowski was acquitted Tuesday of bribery charges. This this went to a jury trial. A jury trial of four men and two women. They came back after deliberating for under an hour. The 22-year-old top draft pick of the Oakland Raiders. And man, what a sketchy title that was in the Al Davis years. 
was accused of offering a, a, a police officer 300 bucks outside a nightclub in plain view of everyone around him. And the jury bought it and acquitted him because, because, according to them, the argument was that Janikowski, a Polish native who began speaking English just six years ago, simply thought he was paying his roommates fine. I love this story so Not much. guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I thought you could just pay on the spot, man. And a bunch of people in Florida were like, well, why can't you do that? It's true. Seabass has got a point. Streamlining government. That is the, that is the one story because it's the only time I've ever heard of a player openly throwing money at a cop going like, go away. The I think the only mistake made first of all two things one you never hear about the bribery cases that that don't get prosecuted okay yeah like it, it's it's only bad when it when it fucks up it's like a fake punt um two i think the mistake was he should have offered the cash to the cop waited for the cop to like almost take it and then citizen arrested the cop for taking a bribe <laughs> that would have been that would have been the the most is that the most florida result here this is Absolutely. why we have a sports law blogger on our show <laughs> oh god it hurts because it's true can i also say that how on earth did this man get in any actual trouble like that's how you know sebastian janikowski was wilding in the year 2000 because he got in trouble in tallahassee in the year 2000 in any year yeah. As a football player, it's not real likely. There's a lot of allowances, a lot of phone calls made. Generally, in the state of Florida, in any major university town, you're a football player. You, you ain't getting in trouble. Not not unless it's egregious. And even then, sometimes if it's egregious, you're not getting in trouble. Not unless it's a what? Not unless it's egregious. I'm sorry he committed egregious. Yeah. I don't know how you did this, Sebastian Janikowski, but ju just for the fact that it even happened, much less for the acquittal, you're a marvel of human endeavor and creativity. So, yeah, there's the one story I really wish that I'd been covering the sport on at the time. Uh, I have one from well before, I think, any of us, actually. Yeah, Spencer's not this old, and he's going to be mad that I even suggested he might have. Too bad. Uh, were born, <clears throat> and that's from the 1964 Maryland Navy game, where um, a I, remem I remember this. <clears throat> um, this is where a, a Maryland player named Jerry Fishman um, got a couple of penalties in this game for like late hits, personal fouls, whatever, and after one of them. <clears throat> He um he injured a Navy receiver right in front of the Navy stands, and the Navy the Navy faithful started booing him, and he turned around and gave him the finger. Um, then he uh, had a late hit on reigning Heisman champion uh, Roger Staubach, um, got booed, got flagged, got booed again, and. And gave the navy gave the navy crowd another middle finger, and this Classic was theory. this was so. First of all, navy was not very good this year, and navy eventually lost this game um, <clears throat> on a hundred and one kickoff yard, a uh, hundred one yard kick return touchdown. Um, but this was received so poorly, and navy was so pissed that this dude had turned around. And flipped them the finger twice. And this, like, temporally, this is, like, probably within a few months of the Gulf of Tonkin incident. So it's not like, it's not like there's, um, it's not like there's much anti-military sentiment in society at large that you'd see later in the Vietnam War. So it's, like, kind of a big deal. There is a good quote he has um, where his mom was at the game. <clears throat> and she, he says, somebody said to her, did you see what he just did? 
And uh, he claims his mother says, oh, he did that all the time in high school. So. <laughs> the, <laughs> Yo, I'm the, sorry. Flipped off the Navy? <laughs> yep. Flipped off the Navy. He, the point is that this was, this was so, um, so offensive to the Navy, to the Naval Academy, that they had one more game with Maryland already scheduled the next year for 1965. And then they didn't play Maryland again for 40 years. And like, <laughs> it came up, like, people would ask the Navy, like, hey, <clears throat> Maryland's right there. Have you thought about playing them again? And pretty consistently, they were like, no, we can't do that because pe- like alumni still write us and are like, don't dare fucking play Maryland. Those sons of bitch. Like, it's. Do they still hang out with Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, well, screw them. I just like I, I imagine um, who was it that got kicked out of the Ohio State Michigan game and flipped everybody. Flip the flip the crowd the double birds. Do you remember Marcus Hall? Yes, thank you, my cousin, my hero. Imagine if that had happened and Michigan had said we're not playing Ohio State for I forty. Am positive years. there were some people who said that would that. have been that would have been wise. That would have been preferable. Why that would have been so wise. Now I wish that I had thought at the time to FOIA missions communications immediately after that game because I bet you somebody tried. Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone absolutely attempted to get this series canceled over that. He didn't. It was two fingers. Two. He couldn't even keep it to one. The the other thing I like about this story is that um Navy was, you know, Navy didn't didn't join a conference until 2015. And so for the entirety of this of this refusal to play Maryland stretch they don't have the sort of like built-in advantage like Texas and Texas A&M not that they'd ever want to play each other why would they want to why would they think about that late at night when they can't sleep and all they miss is like the scent of um, a warm short sleeve white shirt next to them they at least can say whether it's true or not and we all think it's bullshit like well you know we got to see if the schedule works out really you know a lot of conference games we got to worry about that's really our goal first and foremost for navy every season it was like hey y'all got 10 to 11 games would you like one of them to be maryland and for 40 years like i i like this because of the proximity and because it's so much like pissing your neighbor off with one small thing and he's like i will never say good morning to you again Never. I will I will die having never waved to you, said good morning, picked up your mail while you were on vacation. None of it. You are dead to me. I admire this so much. God, I love this dude. I would want him on my team instantly. Right? Like, right? Who's that guy? Yeah, he flipped off Roger's stall back. <laughs> yeah, what do you do after that? Double down? Flipped off the whole crowd. He shot the middle finger to the entire United States Navy, and I'm like, I would follow that man to hell. Yeah. I feel like the Navy would be more used to wet blankets. (laughs) (laughs) Don't encourage me. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. Spencer and Ryan, work on it. Sorry. I'm throwing throwing gas in this fire. (laughs) Jason, do you have a story that, that you would want to cover from another era that you did not get to cover? Um... So there's a lot of college football history. Uh, my, my mind went to a lot of different things. Sorry, source. Um, I realize this is as bold as Spencer's claim that uh, the men's soccer team is better than the women's soccer team. But I said it. There's a there's a lot to sort through here. Um, so here is one from uh, Spencer was around eighty six. Um, 1886, <laughs> Yale, Princeton were playing <laughs> <laughs> the national title game this year. Uh, it gets called because of darkness. Um, that meant a tie, and due to the era's rules, basically it meant Yale gets the national title, but Princeton's like, hey, we didn't finish the fucking game. Um, so they go to a hotel to argue about it for hours. Princeton offers a rematch, still pending. Um, that would have been fun, you know, uh, championship squabbles. Um, 1919, Colorado School of Mines and Denver played a scoreless tie, but before that, 
Mines was accused of rolling through Denver's campus, throwing dynamite, um, blowing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, when uh, you say throwing dynamite. I mean, throwing dynamite. Yeah. So that okay. <laughs> Denver okay. University students swore there was an earthquake. Uh, explosions <laughs> blew out about 100 windows so in University dynamite. Hall, okay. Carnegie <laughs> Library, Memorial Chapel, and the School of Theology. I got five stars, but helicopters haven't been invented yet, bitch. <laughs> uh, the chancellor said if all the dynamite planted on our campus had exploded simultaneously, it would it have knocked down all our buildings. So that miraculously no one was hurt. Um, the counter for this was Denver students retaliated with um, graffiti, captured uh, captured students dressed in you know prisoner of war overalls, and then they played a zero zero football game. Uh, you really graffiti? like that's that's pretty yeah. It, yeah when you get you dynamited, take the, take the L, take the yeah. L. Yeah. Um, God, but by if the, we're, but, but there was a, so, by the way there was a phase in American history where dynamite was way too easy to get. So like when we grew up watching cartoons and we're just like Looney Tunes, we're just like Daffy Duck gets his face shot off, and we're supposed sure. to giggle at that. Like yeah. at the time, that was lighthearted comedy. You know what I mean? Like like the the cartoons we grew up on. Now you go back and look, and you're like, this shit is terrible. But oh, at the dynamite. time. Well, sure, but at the time, like that was the peaceful way to resolve things is merely a shotgun. Sure, but then Denver should have done the smart thing and painted the side of a rock to look like a tunnel and convinced yeah. school mines to run through it. Just plow right into it. Yeah. No, um, don't, Wilbur. No, I don't know if a school of mines would have fallen for that. Right? No, that's, that's like the oldest trick in the miners. No, they might have gone. Ooh, it's a hole. Gotta see what's at the bottom. <laughs> I think uh, they dig no, they dig fair. under the painting, yeah. 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 Um so covering that time at the Bacardi Bowl when Florida had to like literally flee the country because of a dispute with the refs, that would have been fun. Um mm-hmm. covering that time NC State was on the cusp of its only major bowl trip in its entire history, but did, was in, unable to make it because its basketball team got into a dispute with Kentucky over a recruit. Uh, one of the original inspirations for Sinful7.com. Very good book about college sports and other stuff. That would have been fun to cover. Um, but the one I come back to, the 1991 Cotton Bowl when the University of Miami set a record for margin of victory, with 43 points, and a record for penalty yards in the game with 202. Uh, you've seen the gifts, you know, six shooters down the... That, that, down into the locker room and back out. Randall Hill, uh, Texas Longhorns humiliated up and down the field. Um, so many dances. The NCAA made rules because of it. Um, this game would have been so fun to cover in real time. <laughs> this was also, uh, wasn't, well, who was the broadcaster? We've talked about it on this The before. color commentator was Mike Francesa. Okay, and Mike yes, Fran- yes. And in case the dog whistles weren't loud enough, Mike Francesa put shame on himself and his family and everyone he knows by openly going like, this is just outright thuggish behavior, <laughs> just a disgusting. For some reason, they had Mike Francesa's stupid ass doing color on college football when the Miami Hurricanes were playing. And if as if there wasn't enough of a tinge of overt racism to how this game was covered, okay? Texas had decades of problems recruiting African-American players decades it's one of the reasons that a&m had a resurgence under jackie sherrill because jackie sherrill actually recruited african-american players and made them feel welcome in college station texas if you want to know how bad it was in austin it's this that talented african-american players went to college station instead okay college station which previously described on this podcast and by me as wakanda for white people yeah that's how bad it was in Austin. So they show up against the Canes and they get smacked, destroyed, embarrassed. The Canes effectively give them what? 250 yards in penalties and they still lose by the biggest margin in the history of the bowl and Mike Francesa is on air saying things like, "It's eh, just a disgusting display. I can't, oh. I can't I can't buy it." I'm looking at Mike Francesa's wiki page. Uh 1982 to 1993, his job was primarily college football. What? E- yeah. Uh, started six years at College Pro Football News Weekly, hired as a college sports researcher. Uh, according to the wiki, his nickname was Brent Musburger's Brain. 
That is not oh, a nickname that... you want, pal. Oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> So oh, very the cast horny. Was all bad. It's been kind of racist. Yeah, because if you'll remember, Brent Musburger, as a columnist in Chicago, recalled the Black Panthers as jackbooted thugs. Nothing and but never racist fleas in there. Anything racist again. <laughs> never. So, so he was so. You're telling me he, he was so to good. Focus in misogyny after that as well. You're, he you're went to tell- specialty. Yeah. You're telling me Mike Francesa was so good at covering college football that he was sentenced to watching. I don't know. Probably three hundred Jets games. Yeah. So, and caring about this, things that the Jets do. You yeah, don't ever want to be. You don't ever want to be too good. You don't ever want to be too good at this because they'll, they'll go. Problem. Oh, you should go. You should go cover pro football, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah, the go Jets. cover the NFL. Yeah, you'll have to go talk about the Jets, and you're like. Part of our main utility on this show is that we keep each other out of that danger. That's true. I don't know. They're going 0-16, and Roger said it's the most fun he's ever had as a Jets fan, so it might be time to buy in. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to think about, like, what do you think is the silver medal on that list? Butt yeah. fumble? Sure, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Jumbo, is it Jumbo Elliott catching a TD? That might be. Because Jumbo Elliott against, uh, I can't remember who that was, but it was, it was a Monday night game, and Jumbo Elliott caught a touchdown. So you got to call touchdown Jumbo Elliott. That might have been the other most fun moment in the history of the Jets pre-Namath guaranteeing a Super Bowl victory. Like, I think we're saying in our lifetimes. Yeah, in our lifetime? Yeah, it's Jumbo Elliott. Like in recent memory, I guess. Yeah. Bill's Jets rivalry wiki page. Jesus. No! Don't. Why does this need to happen? Listen, I know I know that we like reading the internet on this podcast. Please close. The Bills browser the overall series. 65. Your browser no. failed you. Your browser failed you by letting you even open that. If it, gets, it gets Jason, worse. Jason, Jason, oh, I know it gets worse. worse. Okay, Dolphins, okay. Jets rivalry. Jason, no. if, if you read this page, I am hanging up and you will. the rest of you will do the show without me. All-time series, Jets okay, 55, bye. 54, and 1. <laughs> Folks, if the Dolphins beat the Jets... Mom, turn the car around. This thing is tied. If you don't like Penn State, Maryland, because it's too dominant, dominated as of late by Maryland, this is the rivalry for you. I do believe Ryan has left. No, no, no. He's, he listened. He said he would do it, <laughs> um, and he did. Hey, hey, Jason, go ahead and tell us about the Jets, I guess. I did. That was all. I just wanted to point out their uh, rivalry record with the Dolphins is is, is is neck and neck. Oh, okay, good. That means that we can uh, today celebrate the death of a a truly terrible Nazi. Oh, yeah? But Tom yeah. Betzger died. I don't know if folks saw that. Via longtime uh, friend of the program, guest on the program, prettiest and smartest branch of the EDS coaching tree, Jane Coaston. Uh, she shares... Man, what has got to be an all-time entrant in the Hall of Fame, what are you going to do, stab me, annals? Uh, Jane shares with us that Tom Metzger Metzger represented himself in court when uh, the SPLC filed a civil suit against him and asked for a new judge, as he believed the one appointed to his case was Jewish. The new judge was black. This is funny. The judge's account of how this went down from an Oregon Live story in 2014 is even better. I'm going to read it. Civil rights lawyers sued leaders of the California-based white Aryan resistance for inciting the slaying. But the Aryan group didn't think Multnomah County's presiding judge, Donald H. Launder, which is a hell of a name, Donnie Launder. Uh, the Aryan group didn't think... Donald H. Launder, who was Jewish, should hear the case. Parties to the lawsuit met in Launder's chambers, and a clerk thumbed through a big book to find the next judge available. This is another fantastic name. Answer Haggerty. A-N-C-E-R. I hope I'm saying that right. Also, Answer is a great name for a judge. Mm -hmm. No one in the room mentioned that Haggerty happened to be the first African-American man to hold the title of circuit judge. Back to circuit judges. In a state that was then 91% white. Judge Launder turned to Portland civil rights attorney, Eldon <laughs> Rosenthal. We are wall-to-wall great names here. The, so the judge turns to the civil rights lawyer from Portland and goes, Haggerty, okay with you? And Eldon Rosenthal goes, I had to put my head down and cover my mouth, recalled Rosenthal, <laughs> who had known Haggerty for many years. 
Uh, and then they asked Metzger, the founder of the White Aryan Resistance, will you accept Haggerty? Metzger agreed. Rosenthal shot a glimpse at Judge Launder, who winked at him. <laughs> How often do judges get to go... <laughs> Haggerty recalled the look in Metzger's eyes the first time the neo-Nazi walked into his courtroom. It was clear that Metzger had heard the name Haggerty and assumed the judge was white. He was shocked, Haggerty said. I just want to be the bailiff so bad when this is happening because the bailiff had to know and he was like, watch the dude's face. Watch the dude's face. What? There it is. There it is. What a beautiful payoff. Everyone in the room knew he was playing himself and they all had to be like, be cool. Shut up. Be cool. Don't laugh. So this dude hears the name Haggerty and he's like, <laughs> mm, that is a noble name belonging to a member of the master race. Yeah. He's, he's, he's picturing like Roman bust Avi. Mm-hmm. Like that, that now that is a that is that is a true Western name. Whoops, mm. <laughs> a doodle. Hello, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining like being the judge. I'm imagining this playing out in my mind like a movie, and I'm picturing the judge getting ready for work that morning, like whistling in the mirror as he shaves. You know, just. <laughs> Humming, maybe humming a pleasant little tune as he sips his coffee. Oh, what a great day at work. Oh, God. You know, you know what he should have asked for? He should have asked for Johnny Five. Circuit Court, John, Circuit Court Judge Johnny Five. Would have rolled up there. Would have been a pretty short circuit. 